It's Saturday, December 3rd, 2022, and welcome to episode number 18 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, Dr. Tim and I meet up for breakfast and conversation at our favorite North Austin eatery, uh, talking about a few things, just little events over the last week or two, um, been away for a couple weeks, getting back together, and uh, then we pick up the story where we left off last time about... Um, data communications uh, using satellites uh, in the early days of uh, some of Tim's work in in his career. So sit back, enjoy, uh, grab yourself a plate of Migas, something like that. That's what we had for breakfast this morning. And enjoy the conversation. Catch you at the end. Talking into the little itty bitty can. Well, good morning, Tim. Good morning. Happy, I don't know what day it is, it's the 3rd? 3rd of December. 3rd of December. Almost getting to Christmas time. Yeah, that's <laughs> my, my shins are telling me that. It was it was hang the lights on the, on the, uh, you know, the downspouts, so. Around our house, it's, uh, it's interesting, in years past, uh, particularly when our daughters were quite small, uh, or younger, I should say. They, <laughs> not sure how small they are. <laughs> but when they were younger, uh, it was always, and as I'm sure all parents feel this, it's always a little bit of a challenge to temper the the, the kids' uh, uh, anticipation of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so my wife in particular was always a little bit sensitive to, to uh, getting Christmas decorations up too early. Okay. Uh, and so generally around the 10th of December oh, okay. uh, would be the time that um, all of the uh, decorations would come out of the attic. And and uh, in those days, we would buy a tree, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a live or a real tree, I right. should say, yep. and uh, and put it up. And the, uh, the, 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 the girls, uh, the daughter, our daughters, would help decorate. And, and that really started the, the Christmas season. So the Christmas season... The, the the really uh, hard of it, tree, yeah, it set up. was it was about yeah. two weeks uh, or, okay. or so, for, uh, starting around the tenth or, or or thereabouts, and, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of weeks. Well, as the uh, as uh, we've gotten older, um, and the girls have have uh, become adults and gone out to work and the like, um, my it's my younger daughter uh, that generally helps to to decorate the tree and put up decorations and the like. Mm-hmm. Well, she uh, she works for Ballet Austin, right. as we've, we've, we've mm-hmm. discussed. And um, so starting literally today, yeah. uh, they start their uh, three-week or so run of uh, the performances. Yeah. And so she's very busy at that point. And, and so the, the, uh, the uh, last opportunity... Uh, to really get her involved in anything around the house is over the Thanksgiving weekend. Right. And so, as it happens now, the the Saturday following Thanksgiving happens to be the point that uh, all of the Christmas decorations get put up. And so, uh, our house is uh, is the halls primed. have been decked. Dave, the halls have been decked, and we're primed and ready for Christmas time. Uh, uh, a good four or five weeks uh, in advance, but uh, at least it's cheerful to be around the house at this point. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's not bad. Our neighborhood is a new neighborhood, so everybody's 
trying to figure out what they have left from where they lived before and or, i mean that's where i am so you know laying out the lights and how are they going to hang on this house and so it's, it's been a lot of up and down and moving back and forth around the house to see how things fit and connect and all that. So. Do you get the sense around your neighborhood and you you, you you live in what I would characterize as the old people's community? Oh, it is. Community. Yes. Do you find that uh, that your neighbors in particular are are upsizing or downsizing to, to move into the, these houses that they're moving into now? It's a mix because um, the, the neighborhood that we're specifically in... Um, it has a certain set of models, so it, it's a it was a bulk builder, and each of these neighborhoods there's there's some neighborhoods that it's um, I call them almost galley houses. They're um, one is the models the call I think it's called a compass model, and those are I would consider those what people would consider downsizing that that you're literally moving into the neighborhood for all of the other reasons other than maybe the house. <laughs> on this in the neighborhood we're in there's one section where the lots were selling for two hundred thousand dollars just the dirt right. because it backed up against some trees on the other hand our lot has a tree in it and we call it our three thousand dollar tree because the lot right next to us was lot price um three thousand dollars less so I think a lot of folks um, in our, in specifically in my neighborhood, um, is a little bit of a in between, you know. So they they may have had three, four, five kids, and and so you're not going to put you, you you can't do that with these homes, but they build them big enough for the grandkids to come over. So it, okay. it's, it's becomes a, yeah, that a makes grandkid a lot of sense, entertainment actually. center and, and uh, child care things sometimes for some of the folks that live closer to go visit grandma or whatever for the weekend and you know, that yeah. kind of thing. I still laugh about uh, when, when uh, we moved from Houston to Austin in 1982, we lived in a, in a very small two bedroom, one bath house in a in a in a very nice neighborhood in Houston, actually in West University, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, very close in, but a, a, a small incorporated uh, uh, city within the confines of Houston. Mm-hmm. And so, we uh, my my company transferred me to Austin, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the company paid to to move us up here. And so we had the opportunity then to to go from a a, a a a cheap house, a small house in an extremely exclusive neighborhood in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, into a, a nice but uh, a little bit further out subdivision in Austin. And so we could we could upsize our our house a bit mm-hmm. uh, in, in in Austin. And recognizing this, we. We, we, we both, uh, my wife and I, uh, enjoyed uh, antique furniture and furnishings. And Houston had a, a very nice, uh, 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 was a very nice place to have lots of, of antique shops and, uh, and mm-hmm. places. So we took the opportunity <laughs> of... Uh, of uh, Free we, shipping. Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> and, and more than shipping, moving you... Out yeah. of the house, one house, and into another house. Exactly. 
So we uh, we spent uh, uh, several weeks uh, shopping around Houston and buying things. And so by the, the time it came for the movers to show up, our little two-bedroom house literally was packed with furniture. It was practically unnavigable. It was. There, there, was, there, yeah. was a, there were a couple of little pathways through. Uh, on the other hand, it was very nice that, uh, that uh, when it came time to move... Uh, this uh, three-person crew, actually two men and, and a lady, mm-hmm. uh, showed up one day and just started at the back of the house going through, packing everything up. We just we, oh, we yeah. didn't do anything. We just left the, the house there. They packed everything in boxes, and then the uh, the uh, uh, at the end of the first day or, or the next day, I guess, they came in and they hauled everything into a truck, mm-hmm. and uh, the truck drove directly to Austin. And uh, we had we had purchased a new house by that time, and they, they unloaded everything into the new house uh, with all of the uh, additional furniture put into the rooms my, that my wife designated. Right. And then they came out uh, uh, the last day and went through the house and unpacked every unpacked box, unpacked everything, and set it along the sides of, around the sides of the mm-hmm. rooms in mm-hmm. each room. And they hauled away all of the boxes and uh, and uh, pads and everything else and. We were there. We were we were in the new house, and uh, with fortunately enough antique furniture to fill up the four bedroom, three bath house uh, yep. versus the two bedroom, one bath house that we'd moved out of. So we upsized that, and and so three years later, then uh, uh, my wife decided that being four miles drive, a four mile drive to the grocery store was not what she had signed up for, mm-hmm. and uh, she decided essentially and, and i agreed that we needed to move back in closer to town and so we moved into a, a three-bedroom two-bath house so now we had to do the inverse we had, had, to, had to lighten the load a little had bit to lighten the load a little bit fortunately uh uh storage lockers were a big thing at the time so mm-hmm. so we we kind of had a almost a one bedroom uh, worth of uh, <laughs> storage space that we moved things into so yep but anyway, that, that idea of, of, of moving and upsizing and downsizing, I, I find it interesting as I hear uh, people of my generation and my age talk about that. You know, they, 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 I'm along at the stage where we're uh, move, moving out of a house into a, an assisted living facility is becoming, uh, it's on the horizon on out the, there, you know. Yeah. And uh, so you, you kind of got to start to figure what it is you're going to take with you yeah so a little bit of a little bit of excitement in the background there's a, a little soccer game going on it was <laughs> so it's usa versus netherlands and uh we're at minute 74 and netherlands are pretty well in control two to nothing but uh, that was a, a little bit of a decent attack by the u.s We'll for, us, for us old codgers, it's uh, codgers. It's uh, interesting to compare uh, uh, football with soccer. Uh, yeah. Where where uh, every eight seconds, uh, or, or uh, every forty seconds in football, you have eight seconds worth of excitement and everybody cheers. And mm-hmm. in uh, in soccer, it, it always appears that uh, uh, out of every forty five minutes, you you. Kind of get one one close attempt on goal, and uh, everybody cheers, and then everybody sits back to watch a lot. Exactly. Somebody put a tweet out last week, something like, um, uh, "Yeah, so um, 
make the goal smaller, uh, shrink the field down. All right, got one in there. 75 minutes and something, so. Another 15 minutes to get another one. That's right. It's it's not, uh, they're not out yet. So, yeah, corner kick. Wow, they're doing the replay. Is that the replay? Yep. Just on side. That was the other thing. So, anyway, this guy goes through this whole thing of, you know, shrink the goal, cut the field, like, down to a fifth of the size or whatever, and then... Oh, that was an own goal. Ooh. The last person to hit it was uh, from the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. He, he totally towed it into the post. <laughs> that was so... <laughs> he's he's not going to be welcome yeah. when he goes home again, I don't think. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's... I guess it happens in hockey, too. So, anyway, that was the end, and, and call it hockey. Uh, you know, no, it's like put ice everywhere, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's definitely an acquired taste, this uh, this soccer thing. But, um, yeah, so <clears throat> this whole moving, relocating thing and, and um, you know, the neighborhood uh, my wife and I moved into, we were just looking up for a place to build that we could lock in a price because the, the market was just crazy three years ago. And so, two years ago, when we got that whole thing started, so we were looking to sort of lock in a price, lock in a rate, and uh, found out that you didn't need to be fully retired to move into this neighborhood. It's a totally different pace, I'll give you that. I was out talking with my neighbor who's completely retired, and I'm, I'm up there on my day off, literally took a day off to hang Christmas lights, kind of to wrap up the two weeks that I'd been taking off for Thanksgiving, and uh, really enjoyed the conversation with him. I'm like, so this is what it's like to not really have anything to do all day long. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I enjoyed the conversation, but I just kept looking up at my uh, my gutters saying, all right, I think that'll make it. And I'll just calculating in my mind how I'm going to put the rest of those lights up and, and, and the front worked really well. But anyway, so yeah, tis the season and find where things plug in and light up and all that. And uh, I think where we left our conversation last was um, trying to get how do we get uh, communications, real-time communications-ish, out to the well site, which is where you have these trucks that are doing surveys and and all of that. Um, Now we need to get to space. Got to get it back in 1980, uh, 81, 82, 83. The... uh, First of all, cellular telephones were non-existent. I, uh, I actually, in 19, it would have been in 1981, as part of the research into how we could establish this communication channel all the way to the well site, mm-hmm. uh, we had heard about this new technology called cellular telephony. And uh, so as part of my research, the, uh, the driving force at that time was Motorola. Mm-hmm. And Motorola had a, a large engineering facility in Schaumburg, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, basically a suburb of Chicago. And so I went in, uh, went up there to uh, check out cellular telephones. They had constructed a three-node uh, cellular network. And so the first time I, I spoke on a 
a cellular phone uh, was in that facility. Someone gave me what we came to think of as a brick, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the the kind of uh, half of a book size uh, telephone unit with a, 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 a little antenna sticking out one side. And uh, so I, I dialed up a, a, a call. Uh, as a matter of fact, I dialed a call back to, to uh, uh, our, someone at our facility in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so I was, uh, I was talking and, and uh, observing that I was walking around the facility. And indeed, at one point, I walked into an elevator and Boop. took an elevator up. No, it worked no, it perfect. Worked wow. Perfectly. Now, this was... Uh, this was the early technology. It was well. It was well powered. Well amplified. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, they have been cooking that's, the candy that, bar in my pocket. I'm that, not that sure. That side of your head is. Uh, yeah. Well done. But it uh, the, 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 the the channel didn't drop at all when I uh, when I walked into the elevator and took it up a couple of floors. But cool. It was it was uh, it was of some note back in Houston that uh, I was claiming to be talking on the phone, walking around the building, and uh, in an elevator and the like. So, the but the, that that technology wasn't uh, wasn't quite ready to to roll out mm-hmm. uh, yet, and so that left us really with with uh, satellites. Because uh, even to today, that still requires a lot of infrastructure spread all over all yep. the towers and everything. So it's kind of like we talk about electric vehicles today. You you need those points of service along the way to keep them going. Yep. And course that's what we needed for and still need for for cellular taking space out of the equation because we're you know we want to talk about that later maybe not today but maybe tomorrow but um yeah space changes everything right it does and so uh uh arthur clark uh, mm-hmm. science fiction writer in the, the 1930s 40s uh in a book uh, uh one of his science fiction stories he made the observation of the utility of geosynchronous satellites mm-hmm. you, you put a satellite in orbit over the equator mm-hmm. and uh, you, you basically uh, uh, send it around orbiting around the earth in the same direction that the earth is turning and if you put it out far enough in particular at about 22,500 miles above the equator the satellite uh, essentially remains over a fixed point on the surface of the earth uh, because its speed exactly matches the rotational speed of the Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's nice because it says that if you have an Earth station on the, uh, on the ground, it simply has to look at a single point in the sky. And so you don't have to steer the antenna, mm-hmm. the, the Earth station antenna. Uh, so you can, and, and at that time, the, typically the antenna that could... Uh, the, the most portable antenna that you could get uh, was still a, a, a fixed installation on the ground. Uh, it had to be anchored or, or well, uh, well tied down well mm-hmm. uh, in order to point it at a, a specific spot in the sky and keep it pointed there. Yep. And so that was generally 10, 15 feet in diameter uh, to, uh, to have it work. And, uh, and so the... Uh, 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 so that wasn't going to work at a well site. That was not going. Well, it was it, we, we originally started out thinking that uh, okay, we could uh, we could have a, a ten or fifteen foot antenna. Pour some concrete could, out there, and now we, we 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 thought we could put it on a trailer. 
Okay. And then uh, uh, a little bit like uh, kind of like tra- tr- trucks that have a have a crane on them, and, so and they, they put down a put down footing, extended on, legs, and all that. Yeah. yeah. And so our thought was that well, we we perhaps could do that, and so we could uh, we could haul a. Uh, the, the antenna out on a trailer. We could we could put feet down on the, on the trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, so we could put it in operation. Uh, the, the the real killer uh, for that approach was that the typical antenna, of the typical satellites uh, at that time used what was called C-band frequencies. So mm-hmm. these are around five or six gigahertz uh, frequencies. And it, it happens that that frequency is uh, used not only for communication with satellites, but it's also used for ground-to-ground uh, antennas right. as well. So, so terrestrial microwave that was used at the time, or is still used at mm-hmm. the time, to, to convert or to convey communication channels across the country operates at the same frequency mm-hmm. and so when you when you put in a new antenna you have to do what's called frequency coordination you have to make sure that you're not screwing up people that are already in operation and this is where the fcc came in right to, to the discussion we, we alluded to in the right. future that even beyond the technology there was a significant regulatory environment regulatory issues to to deal with to deal with yep and so uh that that Turned out to be probably the bigger killer for us. Uh, if, if it took us 12 hours to set up a, 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 an earth station at a well site, uh, we might be able to live with that. Mm-hmm. But typically, frequency coordination required two or three, at best, two or three weeks. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, so you, you had to do measurements, and then you had to get regular regulators involved to, to, to bless your uh, uh, your installation. And that was the that would have been the, the real killer for us more than anything else. Yeah. And so one of the uh, so so uh, even that said, uh, mm-hmm. we 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 had learned within the company I worked with that uh, having a communication channel all the way to the well site was an interesting marketing opportunity, and it was worth pursuing. And so we we started up a, a project that I was was fortunate enough to participate in. Uh, to provide that communication channel out to the well site. And that's where I moved to Austin to, to mm-hmm. be able to work mm-hmm. on that particular project. And so our, our approach, and we, 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 we worked through, uh, in the end, a, um, a company out of uh, San Diego uh, called Maycom uh, uh, Linkabit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linkabit was a subsidiary of the, of the larger holding corporation, uh, uh, Maycom, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, we, we we worked. Th- 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 those folks were the real technical experts and the and the real technical geniuses of uh, of what we were putting in place. And as I say, I had the good fortune to be able to to uh, interface with them and provide mm-hmm. something of a of a well site uh, uh, perspective. On mm-hmm. their their designs and and, and, and the like, and so uh, we, we, we 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 set about. Uh, what to, what clued you, or what? Uh, how'd you go from say Motorola to this company out on the West Coast? Was it were they well known within the? It was it was it was a it was a stroke of marketing genius ah. on their part. On their part, okay. We had uh, we had done. Uh, 
in a almost a year researching companies that could do this mm-hmm. uh, or that could, could could address satellite communications. We were on the uh, on the verge of uh, of signing a contract with a with a company uh, to to do that, mm-hmm. and uh, virtually at the last minute, I I happened to know a uh, uh, a fellow that that worked for Maycom mm-hmm. in Houston. Okay. <clears throat> and he uh, he called me up. He was a marketing guy, a mm-hmm. salesman, basically. Sure. Called me up and, and said he understood that we were looking into this. Would we be open to accepting a proposal mm-hmm. from them? And he said we have we have this subsidiary out in San Diego uh, that would like to, to make a proposal mm-hmm. for, uh, for, for this project. Uh, and this was, it was about just about this time of the year, that year, okay. just a little bit before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, we were planning on signing contracts with another company, uh, uh, uh after, sometime after the new year. And so, uh, the, the management said, "Yeah, we'll 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 accept a proposal. You know, mm-hmm. see what they see what they have to say." And so uh, uh, there were there were uh, uh, essentially three engineers, actually perhaps just two two engineers for uh, for the company mm-hmm. that uh, flew to Houston, visited with us to kind of get, get scope out the the general part of the problem. Right, and uh, they went back and over the. Christmas holiday, if you will, mm-hmm. over about a three-week period, they put together a proposal uh, in which they proposed uh, developing a, in essence, a new technology. Hmm. Uh, they claimed that they, they had the expertise to do that, uh, but it was it was a you know, it was a bit of bit of a higher, much higher risk uh, development activity. On the other hand, it it, it would provide a, a technology that. That dovetailed extremely well with with our operations with at your the requirements. Well yeah. And so this this company that you were or Schlumberger was looking to use, were they still in the C band or were they? They were pure C band. Pure C band. And that's that was their their proposal was pure C band uh, based uh, technology. So that that was a safer route, right? And the Maycom guy said. Hey, we might have another way of doing it. Give us a chance. We'll. Right. We'd like to make a proposal to you. So the uh, the uh, uh, I think we mentioned in a previous conversation that that satellite business systems, a, a subsidiary essentially, or or a spinoff of, of uh, IBM, mm-hmm. had put up a series of satellites that operated at uh, what was called KU band. Okay. This is uh, essentially up in the, the the 12 to 14 gigahertz range, and it was a frequency band that was dedicated to satellite communication. So there was no terrestrial mm-hmm. communication at all. And uh, uh, SBS Satellite Business Systems had put up their satellites with the idea that they were going to provide satellite high-speed data channels between cities. Okay. And so rather than use terrestrial lines, either phone, either uh, uh, hard-wired lines or terrestrial microwave, uh, they plan to use uh, KU-band 
uh, satellite channels to put in place uh, multi-megabit communication mm-hmm. channels between major cities, all the major cities in the in the U.S. Okay. Uh, I say they start with major cities and go down to very small cities. But uh, so if you wanted to get a if you wanted to get a uh, high speed, very high speed, a, a, a T1, a one and a half megabit channel, which was very high speed at that time, mm-hmm. uh, a channel between Houston and uh, Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. uh, you could uh, go to SBS and they would put in a, 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 a large, a, essentially a, 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 a three to three meter dish. Okay. So it looked a lot like C-band because of the uh, size of the dish. Si- well, and, and, and the smaller, size but, yeah. of the channels that they were supporting. Okay. All right. All right. So, so it still looked a bit like look, looked a bit like uh, C-band in, in terms of a fixed antenna and mm-hmm. the like. Well, the the uh, Macon Linkabit proposal came in and said, "Look, we can we can use KU-band because we have the, the satellite capacity. We could." We could rent transponder space on um, on a, a, an SBS satellite, mm-hmm. and we could build an asymmetric channel. Mm. That is, at one end of a channel, we'll put this very large Earth station. We'll put a we'll put a a, a, a ten meter dish up, a, a 30, 30 foot diameter dish, and with that, we'll be able to both broadcast and receive. A channel which can be received by a much smaller dish at the other end. Okay. Now that that much smaller dish will will not be able to handle the same capacity, the same speed channels that the larger dish could handle, but it would be able to handle smaller size channels mm-hmm. uh, uh, as long as and and. If properly designed, those smaller size channels would still be very useful for us out at the well site. Mm-hmm. And so the proposal was to build this asymmetric uh, uh, communication uh, uh, system, which used a large central earth station mm-hmm. communicating with very small, as in one meter diameter dishes at the other end. Okay. So this was was a prospect that we could put a, a one meter earth station in a truck. Right. So one meter, a yard in diameter, basically. Mm-hmm. That would you could, you could put that beside the behind the seat exactly. in, the, in, a, in yeah. a truck. Yeah. And uh, it uh, it would uh, it would work uh, pretty well. And so our our design constraint uh, was we wanted to be able to roll up at a well site mm-hmm. and put up an earth station. And be ready to communicate in five minutes. So, so you said asymmetric. So the 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 now the one meter or the nine foot dish, oh, right? We're at, we're at one meter now. But well, what the the small so asymmetric is big dish at one end, small. little dish at the other. So you got the little dish on the truck now, and can can the truck send and receive? Or, yes. Okay. All right. Can send and receive. Just it has just, to do so at a at a much lower speed. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a matter of physics at that point. Mm-hmm. The uh, the gain of the antenna mm-hmm. uh, at the receiving end, the small dish, the gain was low. Right. And they, so so the, the 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 gain of the antenna essentially determines how weak a signal it can receive and how strong a signal it can send out. Okay. Right. 
Gotcha. So big, big earth station went in, blast a humongous signal up at the satellite, mm-hmm. which relays it back down to the earth, and the very small dish Just grabs a piece of that. Just to hear it. Yeah. Yep. And, and so it, 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 it can, uh, can hear that, uh, 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 but at a level that uh, is greatly diminished from the, the power that was transmitted out. And so, the, ultimately, the the uh, speed of the channel that you can provide is directly related to the the power that can be transmitted and the power that can be received. Right. So you had this five minute requirement because you know time's money out there. Yep. And how do they prove that to you? So, so the uh, the uh, the interesting uh, uh, in the end, mm-hmm. the uh, when when we ended up uh, with a with the uh, the prototype equipment to be mm-hmm. to be ready, uh, uh, it, it was it was wonderful. You you you've said in lots of presentations, mm-hmm. uh, we we had a uh, a presentation for uh, middle and upper managers, uh, wireline managers within the company. They came into Austin and. Uh, were attending the meeting, and the, uh, the the young man that that wrote the original proposal for this, uh, okay. he, he was he was managing the effort at that time, and, and uh, so he gave a presentation in which uh, he was explaining the uh, the uh, the workings. He was mm-hmm. explaining the architecture, mm-hmm. and uh, without saying anything else, uh, as he started his presentation, uh, one of the other members of the team who, had, who was a field engineer as well or had been a field engineer was working in engineering, he started carrying out equipment from the back room and in front of the, the young man that was making the presentation, he started setting up this antenna. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the installation consisted of three pieces, a tripod, uh, an electronics box, mm-hmm. and the antenna itself. And so he carried out the tripod, he set it down, he then carried out the dish, and he, he attached it, it to, the, yeah. to, the, to the tripod, screwed down a few wing nuts, mm-hmm. and then he carried out the equipment uh, electronics box, and he, he, same way, he attached it onto the tripod, uh, closed the, the, uh, the, the wing nuts, and uh, made uh, three or four cable connections. Mm-hmm. And so the the the, uh, the, uh, the manager, young man, was making a presentation at this time, and at the uh, at the point that the the Earth station was set up and ready to power up, ready to go, the young man noted his watch and he said, "That's five minutes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, it was a, it was a very elegant uh, a very elegant presentation, a very effective presentation. Nice. But uh, this was after a couple of years of work uh, mm-hmm. at uh, at uh, uh, getting this equipment designed down and, and the like. But perhaps I think I alluded earlier. Perhaps the most interesting to me, at any rate, uh, the most uh, a, a, or at least a very interesting aspect of all of this mm-hmm. was the regulatory aspect. Right. And the. We had uh, we had working for us a uh, a lady that was a very senior uh, attorney in Washington D.C. that had been uh, uh, working uh, uh, for years with the the Federal Communication Commission, mm-hmm. and uh, and so she we we, we in, in understanding our architecture. Uh, we observed as how we could uh, put a 
uh, a signal, a signal through the uh, Do we need the audio on the birds? We're about to. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so now we get birds. Birds. <laughs> the game's over. U.S. lost. Netherlands advances. And we're, watching, we're currently watching muskox on the uh, mountainside, and uh, the TV here in the restaurant has, uh, has the uh, voice channel has popped up, but we've it never got had to put really that. loud. Yes, yep. and, and it still is uh, kind of disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back and uh, start over at some point here with the uh, with the FCC stuff, but uh, I mean, I can literally hear it. <laughs> took us to direct tv to where we down have like a foot and a half at the most yep. dish just plopped on your roof and anybody can do it and yep. and and internet so a buddy of mine worked at hughes when he graduated from grad school uh worked at hughes in um i think maryland but he was working out of the office in um northern virginia and he had one of those systems in the this was probably 93 94 somewhere around there um and he had a dish installed on his land in uh they were living in maryland at the time and he said yeah they're going to come in and put the board in i'll have uh, internet through this thing um tested out for the next couple of months yep. i'm like wow cool yep actually that that that's a, that's a great lead into to probably something that we ought to to touch, touch on, on just, next time just, around. Well, it, 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 or we can touch on it now if mm -hmm. we still have time. I'm, I'm not sure where we are. Yeah, yeah, we're, okay. Just noisy in here because it's funny. They didn't decide to play the audio in the restaurant until the game was over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's getting to be a little uh, little noisy yeah. recording-wise. But, yeah, go for at, it. At least compared to our, our, usual, uh, our usual Saturday morning in here. Well, the, the interesting thing is that... that, uh, that uh, Light travels at 186,000 miles a second, mm -hmm. and for the most part, when we're you're traveling, uh, sending a microwave signal uh, 100 miles across the high Texas plains, it, uh, it 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 doesn't take very long. But if you're if you're sending a um, uh, a signal from the Earth to a satellite in geosynchronous orbit at 22,500 miles, mm -hmm. and you send a signal to the satellite and it sends a signal back, you've actually transmitted or you've actually gone through 50,000 miles. Mm -hmm. So even at 186,000 miles a second, that's a noticeable time lag yeah. uh, to get a signal to a satellite and get it back. Mm -hmm. And the end result of that is, or the, the result of that is, that you get what is called a high latency in a signal. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. it takes time to go up and come back. You really notice that when you're talking over a telephone. For sure. If you put a, a, a satellite link uh, in the middle of a phone conversation, uh, you, 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 you talk and... If, if you see this today on, on television, mm -hmm. you'll see uh, uh, two pictures on the screen. One is a, a reporter at a, at a remote location. The other yeah. is a, 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 an anchor in a studio 
We saw it in the Iraq War with the guys with the satellite dishes on their backpacks, yep. and you just you have this dead spot where uh, we're waiting for what I just said to get to him, and then for him to say something back to me. Right, right. Yeah, and you can you can tell when he's when he's uh, when 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 the, uh, the 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 eyes of the reporter uh, the eyes brighten up. Yep. Okay, the sound has gotten to them, and uh, they they have to turn around and, and say something back. So the the, the 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 bottom line of this is that uh, that uh, uh, you have a latency in a in a satellite communication channel. Well, if if when you're operating on a well site, excuse me, when you're operating on a website, mm-hmm. okay, as we do today, sure. Uh, if I sit down at my computer and I and I bring up the Amazon website on my computer, mm-hmm. when I type information in and hit a send button or a return button that signal gets sent if it's going through a satellite channel it goes mm-hmm. up to the satellite and comes back down and then i get a response back right so so uh i i, I cause something to happen and it happens sure. back on the yeah. scene but there's a noticeable very noticeable yeah. lag we call it lag yeah yeah, yeah. and and so as uh as as you, we expanded the use of the web. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had lots and lots of communication that that required us to go from our local computer mm-hmm. to a remote computer to a satellite channel and come back and and it just wasn't wasn't really sure. nice, yeah. right? And so, uh, so now we got the Big Twelve championship and that ain't gonna go away. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's wrap it up and uh, we'll we'll fight less next time with audio, I think. Yep. But. Uh, so the lag, basically, now that we're trying to do real time, we still have the speed of light to, to deal with. It's great, but it's noticeable. Right. So how do you get rid of that? And we'll, we'll just jump on that next time. Super cool. Right. Well, thanks, Tim. Enjoyed it. Good to see you again. See you then. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap on a rather distracting morning at the uh at the restaurant there in north austin um it's kind of funny they were uh, playing the soccer match and didn't have any audio going on at all in the restaurant and then right around 11 o'clock when uh, when we were about to wrap up uh the game ended well or had ended but they were playing all the uh they're getting the mics and or not the mics they're getting the tvs all set up to show the big 12 championship uh, which this year is TCU versus Kansas State. And I don't know why. It was just, it was so loud. It was right behind us. And um, it ended up really just kind of drowning us out. We we really couldn't even hear ourselves think. So anyway, um, that's the risk of uh, <laughs> just doing a, a show like this out in the wild with, um, with uh, really no control over what's around you. So um, Anyway, that's a lot of talking about just nonsense, but I hope you got something out of that. Uh, We enjoyed uh, taking the story a little bit further uh, down the road with the technology of uh, digital communication, data transfer, and um, how that got started for uh, Slumberjay getting data out to the uh, well site. And we'll we'll keep going with that um, when we we get back together again and, and get on that topic. And in the meantime... Hey, drop us a line at uh, at the show. Uh, let me know what what you'd like us to discuss about, or any questions that you would have for uh, for Doctor Tim or myself, um, just as a as a topic to discuss uh, coming up in in the future. So, 
we typically do these uh, every other week. Um, so try to do two a month. And uh, that's the current plan is to, to meet up with Tim again on the, on the 17th and, and do that. So drop a note to us at Mike at Mike Newman dot show. That's M I K E N E U M A N N dot show. And um, check us out on a new podcasting app. You can find that at newpodcastapps.com. And a couple players in there are, um, and one of my favorites is Podverse. And um, there's another one, um, just just as great uh, browser on the on the web, uh, a player is CurioCaster, C-U-R-I-O-C-A-S-T-E-R.com. And uh, there's several others. Uh, those are just kind of my go-tos. And uh, check us out there. You'll be able to see um, uh, do value for value streaming, which is uh, how I hope to pay back some of these uh, server bills and, and so forth um, going forward. But um, yeah, if you got something interesting out of this, uh, let us know about it. And uh, maybe that's part of your value. Send it back to us. Closing the feedback loop. So hope everything's well for you all. And um, hey, happy Romans one. That's where we are right now. So. Until then, all of Romans 1. Catch you all later. Bye.